Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. I'm seriously multitasking today, and you're going to be so proud. I'm always proud of you, Jen. How are you feeling? Oh, I have tubes. <laughs> Yay, they got an in. They were all so funny. They were like, oh, my gosh, it's your birthday. I was like, yeah, like in a couple weeks. They're like, happy birthday to me. We're putting tubes in me. So what? when it, your birthday is? The 18th. The 18th. Happy early birthday. 40. Turn in the four zero. The four zero. I've decided to embrace this new age bracket, as I have at times in my life not been certain I would live until forty. So, like, embrace yeah. it, you shall. Forty. 40. I, I found I like for my forties much better than my thirties, and I liked my thirties better than my twenties. So, take from that what you will. I feel like you are my and so therefore I will believe you. That. <laughs> and I liked my 30s. I don't feel 40. No, neither did I. In fact, there are many times I have to sit there and like, how old am I? Like, I, <laughs> I don't feel as old as I am. And it always kind of comes as yeah. a shock just yeah. how old I am because I absolutely do not feel that old. I feel like we're not that old. I mean, isn't it all about how you feel in your heart? I feel like my soul is youthful. Speaking of youthful souls, I just finished a book today that I thought you would enjoy. All right, lay it on me. <laughs> it's called Reborn Yesterday. Okay. And it's it's a romance. But it's, the heroine is a kind of a, a, a strange girl. Like, she doesn't really have many friends. And people think she's weird and creepy because she works at and slash owns slash inherited a funeral home from her father. Okay, can I tell you what's really funny? What? I would like this because my dad almost went into, like, the... What is it called when they like fix the dead people? Mortician. Like, yeah, basically it was going to be a mortician and he was going to like run a funeral home. Yes. But so this guy. Because he's colorblind. So he couldn't do the makeup. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. You need help for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to be a great career. So, like, this gal, she, like, her father was the only family she had and he died like a few Aww. years before the beginning. And so, like, she, like, feels very responsible to this this funeral home like this is how she honors her dad you know he yeah. taught her everything he knew you know so she anyhow it, it starts and she's about ready to embalm this guy she's like man it's a shame he's dead because he sure is cute he's okay. the cutest guy like she like 
isn't going ahead with what she's supposed to be doing. She just keeps walking <laughs> around the table like, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, I, but as soon as I do it, then like, he's absolutely dead. Not that he's not dead now. It's like, it's very funny. Her internal monologue, you know, she's like, I got to do it. But he's so cute. And of That's course, really what fun. happens is he opens his eyes and sits up. What? And he is actually not dead. In fact, his he's a vampire and his vampire <laughs> buddies thought it would be funny as a prank <laughs> to bring him and drop him off while he was sleeping because you know vampires when they do sleep is deep drop him off while he was sleeping at a funeral home as a prank but like these two like hit it off right away and it's not just like love at first sight it's like it's almost like they recognize each other Ooh. and he's like soulmates they keep kind of flirting and talking and everything and he's like why well, have to erase your memories of this because you can't know that vampires exist straight up vampire diaries right there yep and she's like oh please don't take my memories and he's like okay well i'll come back tomorrow and i'll do it and like tomorrow and then tomorrow and then tomorrow and <laughs> he finds out that like somebody is trying to kill her and so, like, now he's like, I can't erase your memories until I find out who killed you. And she's like, exactly. So, <laughs> you're not going to erase my memories. And so, like, during the day while he isn't able to, like, be with her, he sends somebody to keep an eye on her. And, like, the way this, this character, it's female, was introduced, I was like, sounds like a vampire slayer. Is, in fact, a fucking vampire slayer. Who, what? like, he's he and his friends are, like, friends with. And... Oh my god, the hijinks that ensue, Jen. I was like, the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, Jen would love this book. I totally would love this book. Anyhow, it's called Reborn Yesterday. The author is Tessa Bailey. Go look at your library, whatever. Okay. Find it, read it, love it. Jen Crack. I don't even normally like vampires. You know this about me. I know you have a real thing about them, actually. And I, like... I stayed up last night reading it, like, so I could finish it. I was, like, so oh. into it. All right. It's totally it's so my good. jam. It covers a lot of cross-genres. Like, this, this is ticking a lot of my boxes. <laughs> yep, like that. Like that. Yep. Dead and dark. Cool. That's my, that's my, that's my jam. But it's also funny. Oh, so, see? Yeah. Again, I like that, too. All right. I want to totally read this, because I am... I know there's another show out there that you were watching, The Midnight Mass, but since I'm a practicing Catholic, I've decided to skip that one. You know, honestly, when I was watching, I'm like, this is really good. Jen should not watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't feel like it said anything necessarily bad about it. Well, and like, let's be clear. it's, It's mostly what it's poking at is organized religion, just like. Yeah, the, I think I, yeah, but yeah, and not just like organized religion, but like the hypocrites within organized religion, because there was like there was a clear line, like the good is like the good religious people, and the bad is the hypocrites. Okay, and, yeah, I, that I probably meant. Like, I don't mind when like Hollywood takes a swing at the church over like the pedophilia stuff. Like, they earn that. Like, yeah, I have at it. I don't because, think I don't think this even touched on that. On that. Like that is. The, completely awful and yeah have you heard anything else about the show no just that oh i think i saw that there were is this a spoiler if i say it it might be but i don't care oh i heard that it had vampires okay yes it is a spoiler but 
I found last night when I was talking to to Mala and Tasha uh, on Twitter because Mala was like, I don't watch scary things. So and I heard this was scary, so I better not watch it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, vampires aren't everybody's jam. She's like, wait a minute. I do like vampires. Like, yeah, it's like 100% my reaction. Yeah, 100% vampires, but I find that like a lot of people aren't gonna watch it unless they know that there's vampires. And it, 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 the way it's it's done, it's so very character heavy. Like, it gets like, okay, I don't know if anybody listening has watched The Haunting of Hill House, it's so good. Or The Haunting of Bly Manor. The same guy who did Midnight Mass did those. So it's like, if you've watched those and enjoyed those and enjoyed kind of like the character work and the monologues and everything, this is up that exact same alley. It's just, I don't I don't feel like it was as scary. Like, there isn't like jump scares and like a lot of gore. There's, okay. there's some gore because, you know, vampires drink blood. But, <laughs> but, but like, it's not like, it's it's vampire scary and it's like the priest at the center of it and the guy who played the priest i hope he gets an emmy because he did such a good job i was like this guy i 110% buy this guy as a priest like the way he talks <laughs> and everything i was like i 110% and i you like him you rooting for him you're like he's he's doing things that you're like this is a bad idea dude and you're being a little naive here. But yeah. Like, you're like, but I like you and I want to see you succeed, even though I know this is going to go like a shit show. You know, <laughs> it does in fact go like a shit show. And you feel bad for the guy because he really did just like want the best. But like, yeah, he, he, he thinks this vampire, bless his little heart, he thinks this vampire is an angel. Okay. <laughs> Because he's got wings, right? (laughs) And you like take one look at this guy and you're like, that is not a fucking angel. Like nobody in their right mind would look at this guy and think that's an angel. But this this priest, he's just so pure and so sweet. And he's just like, this is an angel. And I'm like, no, honey. No, honey, it's not. It's a vampire. No, that's 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 a that's a vampire. (laughs) That's so funny. But yeah, no, it's a really good show and really great performances and like makes you cry. I yeah, I I well it depends. Like it really depends on what they're saying about the church, whether or not you're gonna piss me off or not. Like I feel like I'm fairly like wide berth in which people can insult my religion and I'm okay. (laughs) I don't I don't know as if I'd feel like it's I I'd really have to like somebody who I don't really feel like okay. I was raised Catholic. I may not be right, practicing, but you're not that, a but like practicing one. I didn't feel insulted, but I don't feel like that's the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think like if you're an actual practicing Catholic, like the jokes can land different. It just depends on what the jokes are. But it wasn't like. But I don't feel even that there was jokes. There was. It was just commentary on. Well, but here's the thing. Like if I, <laughs> this is my attitude. If I am waiting on like. It has to agree with all my total religious perspective. I would never watch anything <laughs> like yeah. ever. Like, well, you might really nothing. enjoy it because, like, some of the things that are said, like, one of the big, huge themes of the show was like grief Aww. and how how you deal with grief and 
dying and how you face or how you view the afterlife and all this type of stuff. And like the speeches that the characters would give about it were like, they're amazing. Like the things that they were saying, you were like, oh my God, this is, well, this, like, is, and like, this yeah, is amazing. I'm cool. Like I'm cool with like, yeah, if they can provide exactly like you, you can get sources of comfort and advice from other places. It doesn't have to come from one location. I'm fine with that. Yeah, and it was, it was, it was, like, the characters, the main characters, like, the main female character, who she kind of becomes, like, the lead protagonist, she is absolutely 110% Catholic, and never, never once renounces that. Yeah. And. Which, I think, is actually a part of being a healthy practicing Catholic, is, like, people can disagree with you and you need to be strong within your convictions in order to what right. you believe like that that's there not wasn't, gonna be... there wasn't very many people that were like anti-catholic yeah that, like, like that's gonna bug you no like, there, there, there wasn't there was probably will be just fine there was a gal that didn't go but you got the sense even though you didn't quite get her whole backstory although once like you get to the end you're like well that would explain it but <laughs> but she doesn't go to church because she's got like her own issues that she's dealing with, but you don't feel like she's like anti-Catholic either, right? You know? And um, the another character, he just got out of prison. Obviously, you know, hasn't been going to church <laughs> all in prison, and he's got his own like issues that he's dealing with. But he goes when he he comes home to this island, and he is staying with his parents, and his parents are big big time churchgoers and they're like you're coming with us to church and he's like oh never. <laughs> so yeah, everybody goes you know it's it's in fact i'm like what kind of island is this where like 90 percent of the pat the the population and it's not a very big population let's be clear goes to catholic church like i don't know it's an interesting in the united states place. in the united states yeah. i would say because like I here's the I have like different views on this. Like there's uh, American Catholics and then there's everybody else. As I actually think the rest of the world is the the rest of the world that is practicing Catholicism is much better at it than American Catholics. Like I, I would, would actually I would, agree. I would state like if you want to know about the Catholic Church, you do not ask an American Catholic because they won't know. They genuinely don't know. Like they genuinely don't know why the church does certain things. They just. They just they do just it. Do it because that's right. How been like done. I've actually put a lot of thought, and like my parents were very like my parents have studied it, and like they would explain things really well, and I studied it, and I so like I know why we do all the stuff that we do. But like I mean, my daughter she'll go to faith formation, and I just told her like I used to teach it, but I'm not feeling well this year, so I said I can't teach it. So I told her like when you go to faith formation, ask them your questions, but then you know we'll go out to dinner and we'll make it fun. And you can ask me too because I know, and I was 100 percent right because they're not going to ha- know the answers to her questions, and they don't. No, so she asks really insightful, interesting questions, and the teachers nine times out of ten have absolutely no idea what to say. So I just tell her, just come home and ask me. It's good. It's good practice for them though to be asked questions that they don't. Yeah, I'm like immediately have an answer for. Yeah, more is not a like let you off the hook kind of kid. Like she's gonna (laughs) ask like, how do we know God is real and where? You know what I mean? Like really like metaphysical. Like she gets in deep and she wants to like drill deep. And I'm like, sweetheart, 
they have 45 minutes. They're not going to drill deep with you. Mommy will over noodles. You know what I mean? Like, we'll go out to dinner and we'll talk about what does it all mean. <laughs> but, so, like... in this show, the villain is a part of the Catholic Church. In fact, when you look on the surface, she's like kind of next to the priest him- himself. She's the, the kind of faith leader of the church. I mean, she's the gal who does it, but she's like the example, your quintessential like church Karen, oh. you know, the one who's I, judging everybody in town. Not mm, just the church I hate church, that the shit. One that's just kind of she's she's the one that like even the priest is like, OK, you need to tone it. It like down. really drives me nuts, <laughs> like especially when Catholics do that, because literally the basis of our religion is we are all colossal sinners. So come on in you know what I mean like it's like it's almost actually to me it's almost impossible to judge something if you're if you're actually faithful to church doctrine because like you should be worrying about yourself <laughs> well yeah and this gal doesn't worry nearly as much about right. herself as it's she like the one should. thing I love about Catholics is like everybody else all other Christians are like I'm totally going to heaven and if you ask a Catholic we're like it's really not looking good <laughs> the, um there's it. there's there's a character in there played played by Raul Coley I don't know if you're familiar with the actor but he's amazing he is um fairly fairly new to the island but he was brought in to be the sheriff and he is he's very much not part of this catholic community he's muslim and Mm. the things she says to him are just you're just like you want to like all right we're gonna fight you know yeah (laughs) you're you're being a really bad representation well here's the other thing like there are legit villains I firmly believe legit villains in the Catholic Church now. So yeah, yeah. I'm all for. Well, those you know what? Out. I would be interested if you watch it. I want to hear what you think. Yeah, let me give it a whirl. I mean, I like that kind of stuff. Like, I don't mind like people. I really don't. It's I don't really mind. Perspective. Yeah, as long as you're polite and you're being respectful, like stuff has oh, come I feel up. Like like, it, it yeah, like if people really want to know the answer to something, I'm like, well, so here, like, my question is, are, do you really want to know the answer, or are you looking to have an argument? Like, if you really just want to yeah. know the answer, I've got no problem explaining it to you. But I'm also like not super into like debating. Like, I'm not into discourse on anything. Like, pretty anywhere, much. Like, like, yeah. All like, anybody wants to do is what? have a discourse on something. I'm like, no, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm cool being Catholic. I'm totally cool with you not being Catholic, and like, we can go or just down our merry way. But like, I I think like the Catholic Church is really mysterious and confusing to people, <laughs> especially other Christians, because like we do. Like from the outside looking in, we do weird shit. <laughs> now, I'm not sure what? if Mike Flanagan is a Catholic or whatnot, but there was somebody working on this thing knew like how some stuff? of this stuff worked. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, okay, we got we got ourselves an insider. <laughs> but well, no, and like I also think, yeah, I also think it's like I mean, I I have friends who are Christian and they come from all different Christian religions, and like I have friends who are non-Christian. Like I've had discussions with people about a lot of different stuff so like, I don't mind the questions as long as you're respectful but like I also am permanent I'm like more than willing to admit there's some true evil in the church and I think it's intentional and that you know it's the responsibility of Catholics like me like not to leave the church because that to me is just letting the evil win well, but and that's you gotta like root the it out say if you don't like it why don't you just leave it's like well no you want to stay and fix it 
Right. I'm not just handing or it over to Satan. Get thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, there's some, and there are things that are happening. Like the church, the Minnesota diocese went bankrupt over the sex abuse cases. And I was like, damn right you should. So they've had to sell off stuff. A lot of it is monetary. And then a lot of it is just getting more lay people involved. I think, I think one of the problems that the church has is it's this, it's so slow to change. And for whatever reason, it's like, there's this view that priests are to be protected over the lay people, which is insane. And certainly not an excuse for any of the behavior that they've done. So I think that is kind of, it's like, you know, you know, people are trying to kind of take back more of that power and putting more of a focus on, you know, the people attending church and like maybe use their kids when we <laughs> send them to be altar servers and when they want to go to faith formation classes, maybe you don't touch the kids. Just a thought. So, but I honestly I understand why people get so angry. I'm angry about it. So it's it's not always easy to stay in the Catholic Church, especially with everything going on. But at the end of the but day, you know all the all churches have problems. Right. Like, At the end of the it day, it's not just Catholic. Like, well, yeah, that's like also on one, one denomination right. or another. I mean, I just have, like, yeah, I had a friend who was sexually abused by te- a teacher. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not like chucking all teachers. You know what I mean? Like, it's complicated is pretty much my answer for it. So, but yeah, and there's other stuff that we do that pisses me off. And, but to me, it's pointless if you're, if nothing's going to change, like you said, if I leave. So I don't. So, and I genuinely yeah. believe what most, you know, what the church is teaching. Like, I'm like, no, I believe this, this, and this. Yeah. So it's like, it's like these people are not, they are just, they're twisting it from, from the evil that they have. It's like, they're not, to me, that's not the church. Like, if you're a pedophile priest, you're not the church. You're an yeah. evil person who... you're an opportunist right and like they choose these ways where there's power where they use their power and their it's positions where people trust them they they're smart they use these positions to get into people's lives they're just it's so deeply evil it just it chills me to the bone but have has the church failed those children and yeah and they need to get i mean sue the ever i mean i would never feel upset i mean personally i think rome needs to sell off some buildings and i'd be thrilled if the church was smaller you know it i think it needs to be smaller i think it needs to be less i just i it's just there's just so many i won't spend the whole podcast on it there's just so much stuff (laughs) that i'm like oh god got some feelings but i like i can just go on and on about this so i'll just stop but yeah like no i'm totally so yeah, I'm totally open to like people saying like, "Hey, this shit's wrong." And I'll be like, "Yeah, you're 100 percent right." <laughs> so I don't know if it's gonna gonna make you more or less interested in watching that they don't talk about anything like that at all. Okay, like, well, that's that's not. You know, like the I issues are like a lot more. One, what was the movie? What was the movie with oh, Michael Spotlight? Keaton? What was the one where he's the newspaper it was on the Boston? Spotlight. Yeah, I loved that. That was a good movie. That was a great movie. And I'm a practicing Catholic. I, I think that's the only way that you can get. I think. What about doubt? Is, did you ever see doubt? I did see doubt. I didn't like. Yeah, I did like doubt because I was like, I don't remember all of it, but I remember being like, 
yeah, that's legit because you just don't know in some cases. So that was good. Well, this one, this one, this is is definitely more. Like I say, it focuses on the questions of of like death. organized religion and like no, what? just like death. Oh, just like death. I'm cool like, with that. Save I'm for, open to other opinions. For the villain like being a shit about what's his name's Muslim religion. Like it's just mostly just about death, and it, it gets yeah. a little bit um kind of generic Christian overtones when it comes to certain theologies, maybe, but. It's mostly just like, it's mostly just like the the, the comfort, the comfort you need from from faith when it comes to death. Yeah, like I'm too Catholic to accept that Satan is a good guy who fell who falls in love. Like that's why I can't do this. Like that's what I mean by that. Like, but am I like am I a Catholic who's open to people pointing out? Like, you know, that's fucked up, right? And I'll be like, yeah, it's not good, guys. So you might, I agree. You might, really, you might really like this. So I might I, actually really enjoy it. Like, I really enjoyed Spotlight. I was like, that's am- that was amazing, you know? And again, that's a great example of lay people taking control and using their power against the powerful who are using it for just unbelievably evil purposes, you know? Right. So, see? And I'm not going to say that this priest guy that I was like, oh, poor baby, no. He he does some things that you're like, okay, well, that's not what priests are. Listen, to do. I have <laughs> met more than one priest in my life where I have been like, okay, but this guy, you can 110 say, 110 percent say his heart was in the right place, but shit done gone off the rails a little bit here. So. Yeah, I think like what has changed and what I'm noticing change too is like people in like my generation were not the same as the baby boomers. Like we don't have this reverence for priests. We're like, yeah, you're yeah. a person and you probably fucked up somewhere. So <laughs> just it, it, there was just such a like, like they say, oh, it's like you're talking to God. Like uh, people that I know who are Catholic, we don't view priests like that at all anymore. So I'd probably be just fine watching this lovely show. I want you to watch it now. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Text me while you're watching it. Okay. Give me reactions. I did finish season one of Amsterdam, New Amsterdam, and I'm halfway through season two. What do you think of the snowstorm? Okay. So, oh my God. All right. A couple (laughs) things. Number one, at the end of the season finale of season one, I was like, well, why did we go through the brain damage? This is literally what I'm saying out loud as I'm watching this. They're in the ambulance, right? And I'm like, literally, why did we go through the freaking brain damage of having her survive the pregnancy? I thought this chick was supposed to be dead. And literally, I had the same like, thought. It hits the ambulance. And I was like, oh, that's just. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, so that's how it goes down. I was like, that is so <laughs> fucking rude. And I just cracked up the whole time. Sorry, not at her dying, although a little bit. But I just was laughing so hard how they tried the first episode to pretend like Helen was dead. I was like, this is like Arrow all over again, pretending like Felicity. I know. Dead. I was like, oh, honey. I'm like, children, please. Because it was all that. about, and like they have her walk in the hallway. They like literally like she was an angel, like the sun shining upon her face and well, a beautiful I, smile. I literally tweeted when watching it. I said, no, no. 
I don't believe that 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 Helen is dead. But not only is that not the most unbelievable <laughs> thing that they tried to pass off as truth in that episode, the most unbelievable thing is that Max is still living in that apartment. That whole and with the blood on the carpet, like what the like, fuck is wrong with you, man? What you thinking, like, boy? What is your problem? You have damage. You're talking to a ghost. Which I totally get the Casper thing now. I know, I did too. I was like, oh, I Damn fam, you guys are a fun group and I like you. Um, Yeah, so then we get to Snowstorm. And there were just like, there was just, there was just. And that was while Casper was was still alive. Yeah, she was still alive. Yeah, okay. So first of all, I did not fully understand it's a very shippy episode for some reason. Right. I was like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I, I've seen these episodes, like, on you, or seen these scenes on YouTube, but I don't have, like, order placement. Right. And I'm all like, I love my doctor happens before the wife dies. What the fuck, man? <laughs> when he said that, I just about, I was like, my jaw fell over. No, I got to, I need to triage us I'm in like, second oof. season. Was that second Oof. season or was that first season? That was first season. That was right after the snowstorm thing. Yeah, okay. So then we did the triage so, yeah. us. Now he's all like on his I'm shutting you out trip. And I love that like he tried to like use his like remember how my wife died because he was like trying to get her to do something. And she was just like, you know what, pal? You shut me out for like weeks on end. And now you don't get to come here and use your dead wife to get me to do something I don't want to do. I'm like, Helen. He's a marvel, I like you, lady. She? She's she really fantastic. <laughs> and every time she's snippy with him in her British accent, I'm like, it just makes it more fantastic. It does. It really does. No, I was her. very, yeah, I was, yeah, this whole Max shuts the world out. I was like, okay. Also, the baby had her first smile with Helen. Like, he tries <laughs> the whole episode to get the baby to smile, even at the, and like, the baby's like, dad, mom's a ghost she's not li- really that here. was some foreshadowing yeah opinion. and then like she looks at Helen she smiles at her I'm like Luna you're killing me kid you're killing me and then what else happened oh I feel like we need to talk a little bit about Iggy you mean the pain in the ass the pain is- in the ass um, Iggy? because he's currently trying he adopted a baby who's trying to adopt a baby without telling without his, husband. his husband's yeah and and this actor is bitching about melodramatic sharp win and what are we doing here fella like seriously that's the most insane thing i've ever seen like that was bad shit and then he makes his husband tell the lady no that they can't take the baby like what kind of a dick are you and then they go through the therapy session and he starts crying he's like the only thing i have is helping people otherwise i'm just a fat weird loser i'm like you know what I don't feel sorry for you even a little bit. Just, like, have conversations with your husband about adopting children, and you'd be fine. This is all. Or and when you have those conversations, if your husband says, no, we're done. Listen you to your husband. That is your answer. Right. Like, that he gets a vote, and it's as equal to your vote. Well, especially since he's the one, it sounds like, since he works from out of the home, he's the one doing, like, he 90% everything. of the child care. He does absolutely everything. So like, it's no, like, you're not adopting he gets a, a very significant baby. vote here, sir. Well, and so now Iggy's like all obsessed with the fact <laughs> it was obsessed. He's all freaking out about whether or not he's a narcissist, which is incredibly narcissistic for him. He's to be such about a fucking narcissist. <laughs> when they said that, I was like, oh, girl, he is. And the yes, actor, too. You are a narcissist. Only a narcissist would be worried this much about whether or not they're a narcissist. 
Well, he said something at one point. It was like, he tries to fill the hole in his own self-worth with yeah. children. Listen, it like, was a lot of mumbo-jumbo. Let's not do that. I was like, you know what? It ain't your husband's fault that you have some self-esteem issues. And you can't fix that shit by just adopting a Zimbabwe tribe. Like, no. that's not on the kids to fix. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Oh, you don't, you don't get four. kids just to fix something. Right. If you get fixed yet with four, maybe we should have, if we have five through six, maybe that'll fix. Maybe this is not the way that you fix problems inside <laughs> yourself. Maybe we grow up. Like, I'm great if you want to adopt a, a kid and your husband wants to adopt a kid and everybody's cool and we can afford it and we can, like, yeah, let's support another kid. That does not seem to be the case, though. So I feel like, Iggy, you're kind of a crazy person. And you need to Iggy, stop. I have a lot of problems with Iggy. And also the whole, my bad attitude about the actor is really informing a lot of my responses it's to really Iggy. A lot I'm trying me, hard too. for it to not do, but I'm like, oh my God, what is up with this guy? Seriously. It, it informed a lot of mine too. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got to the part where the episode where the, the other guy, the guy from Alias, uh, who used to be the head of the hospital, like we found out that he covered up some murdering doctor who like paralyzed a woman. Which, like, that was basically Dr. Death. Yes, I was like, this is Dr. Death. They're doing Dr. Death. Can I just say, this show, <laughs> can I just say, listen, this show has a little bit of a, like, a schmarmy, warm and gooey center that's kind Kyle of ridiculous. Kyle does not like it. Like, he, he the says, idea. nothing is this rosy. No, the idea of a medical director going to find someone at an insurance company so they will pay for their in vitro or surrogacy or whatever he was doing. I mean, it's a nice idea. And he chases after it. And then the insurance guy finds some. I'm like, listen. It's 110% have, fantasy. I have engaged with insurance companies. I worked for insurance companies. They don't give a shit. Like, it's the bottom line. You can't shame them if and they don't have shame. And I have, have never shame. had any person <laughs> in hospital administration ever try to help me get my bill paid. Yeah. They just say, pay your bill. They're like, <laughs> we ain't got time to deal with it's your It's the ass. social yeah. workers at the hospital that help you out with that shit. But yeah, it's not hospital administrators like Max Goodwin. Nice Sorry, color. sir. By the way, what kind of fucking doctor is he? Just whatever he's, kind of doctor he decides. Doctor. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I it's really kind of know. exhausting having all four of them in on a case when, like, Iggy's a therapist. Um, like, why are you here, Iggy? Like, why are you here? And same with Helen. Helen, you you are a cancer doctor. Well, she's why also hematology. Helping? So anything I, that has to yes, do with blood. but like when they have a when they bump their head, like, what are you doing in the ER, Helen? Like, why are you looking into this? And then, like, literally, the only person who should be involved in these ER cases is Bloom. Yeah, and, and I have my up. own. I have my own set of issues with Bloom. Right? I have. I'm not loving Bloom. I I know you said I would like Bloom, but so far well, it ain't I, happening. I don't even know because I don't even think I like Bloom. I think she <laughs> might be my Laurel Lance. Like I, I just, feel like I should like her, but I don't. I she I don't. you know what she drips to me? What she drips of? Lammy is, is white woman tears. Yes. And I'm just like, I don't need any more white woman tears. tears. Oh, I'm sorry. You're so wealthy. Okay. 
Like, what do you want from me? I'm sorry that you're wealthy and your parents were crappy. You seem to manage to put yourself through medical school. I think your life is going okay. It's a lot of self-pitying from her. Yeah. And I need her to kind of, like, put her big girl pants on. Also, though, but the therapist, the, 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 like, the physical, the physical therapist, therapist stealing her drugs yeah. while she, after she had the surgery, that was fucked up. That guy's twisted. I actually thought they were going to do the thing where he is a psychopath and she was like, they were going to play out the, oh, I'm not taking your drugs. And she knew that and she wasn't getting her pain meds. I'm like, this is just literally torturing a person. But they kind of cut that short. And they had did. A, they didn't and had that admit as much to as it. they could. I was like, Ooh, this is like, that would be a good horror movie, though. FYI to any writers out there. there. <laughs> Go forth and run with it. No lies. No lies. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, right now with Helen and Max, where are they at? Season two was a bit of a well. It's a little bit of a, yeah, we're kind of like, there's a lull. Because Max is grieving. Yeah, Max is grieving. Oh, we did have the conversation about, we did have the very meaning-laden foreshadowing question because she was like, oh, I went to go do my IVF because after I almost died in an ambulance, what am I waiting for? Blah, blah, blah. And then she realized as soon as she did it, it was a mistake because she doesn't want to do it alone. Yeah. And that was when I tweeted, here's an idea. Helen wants a baby. Max has a baby. Why don't you put them them together? Although, am I understanding these promos right for for, for the current season? Like, Helen has some problem with now Luna they're trying to pretend like? I have no idea. Can we just watch Tuesday? Did what you? I didn't watch. What problem with on Tuesday was, um, he wasn't telling people, right? No, no. They everybody knows. Okay, good. Um, her problem on Tuesday was like, oh my god, he snores. His apartment's a mess. He lives in a cave. Like, why are we in- moving into his apartment? She has a fifteen times nicer apartment. Take the I baby and move like, in. You have to let one apartment go before you go to London wouldn't you stay in the nice and it's room? bad juju in that apartment like it's white it's guy. the worst it's, it's the like worst. the worst juju in the history like there's just like a freaking there was literally a ghost living in that apartment move max move sigh he's really exhausting oh my god okay can i tell you what i'm really glad about this week it just what? struck me how glad i am that they did not kill felicity smoke oh man because listen, girl, we got we, so lucky. We were up against it. Like, I'm watching all of these. Like, okay, so I do a lot of like Twitter show watching, and another one of them that I Twitter watch is The Resident. So Emily Van Camp is leaving The Resident, and they killed her. They killed Conrad's soulmate, Nick, because they got married, they had a baby. He tells her to go off, get a day off as mom go to a salon or whatever a spa day and she and she dies coming back into a single car car accident he has no idea why she got into a car accident and she dies and she's basically a vegetable when she shows up at the and i was watching the scenes on youtube and it was fucking torture and i don't even watch this show like i watch the nick and conrad stuff sometimes I was like, this is not anymore. It was really, I was like, well, this guarantees I will not be catching up on this show. I was like, this is, but I was thinking about it. I was like, they killed off her. They, I was just trying to think of all the shows where they killed off the love interest. 
they do it a the lot. actor wanted to leave and like well when the actor wants to leave and they have no interest in ever coming back again kind of like emily yeah like once upon, like oh what was it it was um our show the hallmark show oh yeah they killed jack um there's so i mean there's just so many but i feel like it was just every time it happens i think about arrow because we got lucky. really y'all like I thank God that we had such a weird world in which the show existed because that is essentially what kept Felicity alive. They I come think up some with... people thought certain things were more of a sure thing than that. Oh my God, guys. It was not a sure thing. I, like, I just think like, like... Yeah, I just... I just it was a I near just, fucking it thing. It was a near... Not gonna happen. That was, that was the story. So I just... <laughs> feel like the fact that we like I know we bitch about the parallel universes and Oliver and the crossovers and how lame they were but then also that shit kept Felicity Smoke alive yep because like what would they do like I really don't because the creators were talking about it and they were like we really don't want to we didn't want to give the fans any hope because she's not coming back so, like, we didn't want them to, like, get a divorce or have her move to a different hospital. Like, if she moves to a different hospital, why isn't she taking her husband and baby? Like, that doesn't make any sense. They're, like, there really weren't, like, if we break them up, like, then that just says the last five years were, you know, like, everything we were saying about them, I guess, is not true. Like, I feel like they were, like, okay, if she's leaving, we want to close out this love story. And the only way to do that and to, like, still honor the fact that she was his soulmate is to kill him is to kill her and i'm like yeah yeah so now all these freaking resident people are gonna like have to sit there and watch conrad date somebody new i'm like man like i could just not ever that's why i'm not interested in any sort of reboot ever because that's what happens in a reboot oh my god steven amell flapping his trap about getting some kind of like six episode whatever limited series run on stars or hbo max or cw can shut his trap because 100 percent emily would not do that and i'm not interested in more of oliver without felicity thanks i'm good yeah i'm taking our win for what it was a fucking miracle and calling it a day folks like to me, it's the same thing with Buffy. With Buffy, they're always talking about a Buffy spinoff, and I was right, like, "Let's not do that." How yeah, about? unless you're gonna marry Buffy and Angel and give me triplets, keep it. Like they left it open ended enough where Buffy was very clear. No, Angel's the one. When she looks into the future, he is her future. Angel's like, "Cool, I'm a vampire. I don't age. Give me a call when you're ready." I was like, "Good enough for me." Literally, that is the best you're gonna get in Whedon world. And no, no, I don't. Anybody talk to me about the comics? Whedon has said the comics are not canon. So I don't care what happened in the comics with Buffy and Spike. I don't care. So to me, we're done. They ended up together. Don't ask me how Angel got his, like, turned human. I don't care. I don't need, I don't need the details. I just know it will happen. And that's all you really need. That's all I care about. is, Is your own self certainty. Well, it doesn't make it any better, like, when, like I was saying, like, with the Vampire Diaries. Oh, it's totally going to be Stefan and Elena, but then Nina left. Like, just don't fucking tell me that. Don't tell me that. Because um, there was a way you could have written it. So I just, I just, yeah, I just, I'm really not into, like, if you get, like, even a partially great ending, you take your cookies and you go home. Yeah. But, I but just it wasn't really actually gr- perfect. Well, it was perfect enough. Let's go. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like I know everybody gets wound around the axle, but they're not with their kids. And I'm like, Oliver lost 20 years. And I'm like, yeah, but they really could have killed Felicity. <laughs> that really could have been the solution at the end Any of seven. Any other showrunners that would have happened. I think they would have done it. And I just like I don't I just that's a, oh a no for me, dog. No, like I'm sorry, you guys. I'm literally so happy that the both of them ended up alive at the end of this thing. That's literally the one that was like the barometer from which I was measuring things because it was dicey on multiple. Like I know they said Oliver died, whatever. There was nobody. <sighs> Did but, you yeah. see where Steve got pissy about people using the the Oliver's <laughs> the men for the meme? What a dumbass. <laughs> I mean, some, would, some would say maybe that he was joking. He wasn't mm. really busy. But like with Steve, with Steve, when he takes that tone. He's not like, kidding. He's kidding, but he's not. Listen, he has the no, most he, fragile ego, e- ego on the planet. We've been watching him for years. We know how he works. We know when his man self is feeling his feelings. And <laughs> that was Steve's feeling like his feelings. Like, okay, but it's really funny when people use that meme. I mean, I love the meme, and I I am one of the ones that are like Oliver isn't dead, but like I think the meme is hilarious. The meme is hilarious. So you know what's pissing him off is like all the cast members are just making fun of him behind his back. So like that Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent what it's about. Yes. That Grant Gustin was like, peace out, man. It was like that, and that's what makes it so funny. Exactly. Literally um, every cast member. Before we move off of Felicity and I bring up something else. Um, okay. There's a thing going on. Like, I don't know if it's on Tumblr too, but on Twitter where it's Alyssa Tober. Oh, yeah. I love it. And pieces. people are posting things like each day is like touch yeah. or oh. whatever. Fandom freak out. I and, didn't like, know like, what it was. Stuff. Oh, that's amazing. Because Case has been posting a lot of shit. And I'm like, yeah. A lot of people have been posting stuff, and it's it's fantastic. It's really great. We really had it all, Cal. We really did. Did. Um. Okay. So the other thing I watched last week, which now everybody, like more people, are talking about it. I'm like, it became a big thing. Was this show on Netflix called Squid Game? Oh yeah, I saw that. Is that? I thought it was like a video game. No, um, it's 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 like a uh, it's a Korean a South Korean show, and it's kind of like a dystopian Hunger Gamesy type thing. Like the character, the main character, he's in debt, and he's kind of like he's got nothing, and he needs to come up with money. And he meets this guy in the subway who challenges him to the like the stupid game, and he's like, every time you lose, I get to slap you. If you win, you get this money. And so, like, he keeps playing, keeps getting slapped, and it's kind of funny. And, like, <laughs> like, when they're done playing the game, he gives him this card, and he's like, call this number or whatever. And it gives him this opportunity to, like, agree to be a part of these squid games. And it picks up all these people from all over the country who owe money or for whatever reason and brings them, like, to this island where like they wake up and they're like all in these numbered jumpsuits and they have to partake in these games. And like the first one is red light, green light. You remember that game? Yeah. You watched some weird shit, girl. Listen, I'm <laughs> telling you, we thought it looked interesting and it was. Um, 
So they play like red light, green light. They're like, okay, well, this is weird. Okay, so we run to the thing. And then like when she turns around and says red light, you have to stop, right? Well, it turns out if you're not, if you don't stop, if you're still moving after red light, you get eliminated. And not just eliminated, but killed. They die? Stop. Okay, like well, mowed down with guns, like oh death, death and murder, and so like it becomes very clear, like to get through these games, if you don't win something, like you're gonna die, and it like whittles them down, and it, it gets super interesting and super crazy. My husband would probably totally love it. It was fantastic, fantastic shows. I could not recommend it enough. If you don't mind seeing a lot of people die, go. <laughs> this show it is crazy it's good though it's that's good. awesome that's and apparently awesome. everybody else in their dumb dog is watching it because apparently it's like on track to be netflix's number one most watched show ever really like, yeah more like than bridgerton okay so works anyhow, for me. you need oh, something to watch this weekend Squid okay games. do you know what exciting thing happened for me this week oh, do other it. than i got my two other than your two yeah <laughs> Barchi is sailing on Riverdale. Barchi? Archie and Betty. Oh. Didn't they sail together. before? Like, yes, what? they did. But they were just doing the friends with benefits thing and it pissed me off. And then they like uh, dumped it. But now like they're together together. Oh, okay. It only took five years. So now I might have to start watching Riverdale again. Or I'll just <laughs> stick to watching Betty and Archie scenes. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the only thing I care about. Yeah. Here's the funny thing, like I, I, I like, I like stalk like the ship fan war fandom. <laughs> like I like. You're such see- a Twitter watcher. I am. I'm a Twitter watcher. I'm like seeing what are the Twitter saying, and <laughs> it's just. First of all, I think the commentary on the show has taken a dive because it's a CW show and you're five, so you know what I'm saying. But I do know what you're saying. I just really laugh because everyone's like. Bughead's still going to be Endgame. Cole and Lily are professionals. And I'm like, I really have yet to meet a lot of actors who actually are professional and they keep they keep the actors' characters together after they break up in real life. So those, those people, they broke up? Yes. Cole and Lily were dating in real life. I think the writers put them together on the show. I'm not great at my Cole and Lily information, guys, so I apologize if I get any of this wrong. So they put the actors together on the show because they have great chemistry, and then they started dating in real life for, like, three years. So it was, like, Betty and Jughead. That so has been on in a while. I know. It? Like, so his Bughead <laughs> was, like, the big – it was, like, the illicity ship for that show. And then – Archie was with Veronica, so everybody loved Bughead and Barchi or whatever. But then Cole and Lily broke up. So Cole's got a new girlfriend, I think. So, like, granted, I think they broke up before Betty and Jughead broke up on the show. But they, it was, it's very, we're reaching Delena territory here. Like it was very close succession, which one happened first. I don't know. So now they're broken up in real life. They're broken up on the show and the writers are going all in on Betty and uh, Archie. Okay. And I'm like, I might actually wiggle out an end game here because People couldn't keep it in pants. <laughs> How long is that show going to be on the air? I know. It got renewed for a sixth season. I'm hoping it's the last one. 
Like, what's with all these shows thinking they can the just go The only thing that they have on this show is the never-ending uh, ship. Like, it's like, the va- it's like the Vampire Diaries. It's like, which combination of characters can we put together? <laughs> which one is gonna... Like, that's literally... That's why I like laugh at Julie Puck getting pissed about Ship Wars. I'm like, your show was literally based on Ship Wars. Like, that's what it was. Relax. Relax, Relax lady. We're, we're paying your bills. So, let us fight on Twitters about ridiculousness. But yeah, so... They're like, no, Cole and Lily are professional. And I'm sure that they are professional, but like also would Lily probably like to make out with the Archie dude more than her ex-boyfriend? Probably. Probably, yeah. It's just awkward, especially when he's dating somebody new. It didn't sound like a great breakup. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, you know. Like they had designed behind the scenes clips of like <laughs> Uh, Ian Summerhalder and Elena kissing it was after they broke up and Ian Summerhalder they're like they called cut because something got screwed up he's like that's okay you can screw up any, as many times as you want and, and Nina was like mm, no <laughs> it's really awkward so I, I, I was like listen if I get my end game just because the personal lives of the actors screwed up the story I'll take it I'll take it that's a win a win's a win. Listen, that's what I told my kid this weekend. She got, she won some first places in her Irish dancing, which I was very excited about because she moved up a level and they give out trophies. And this little girl is such a pure soul. When they handed her her trophy, she burst into tears, Aww. like sobbing, sobbing, crying. And I was not there. Her cousin, because we were just like, we're like, go get your awards and then we'll meet in the car. Like normally they just hand out your medals and she collects her loot and she comes back. So this time around, she got, trophies and she's never gotten a trophy before so like she's walking down the sidewalk holding her three trophies like literally sobbing pure joy mommy they gave me trophies (laughs) let's see one of the trophies was she was the only one who competed in it in the dance and i told her i'm like listen you showed up you danced you earn the first place. It's not your problem if nobody else showed up to do their dance. A win is a win. A win's a win, girl. If they're going to give a trophy for that, take it. Speaking of winning. Yes. Kyle and I decided to give Succession another try. <gasps> when the show first came out, like, I don't know how long Girl! Ago, we watched the first two episodes and we're not impressed, so we stopped watching. But, like, we decided we've been hearing a lot of things so we're like all right we'll we'll try again so we got through we finished up season one yesterday okay and like i hate everybody they're all terrible that's the point you're supposed to hate everybody they're all awful but it's so bleak like does anybody have a positive arc at all i would say like season two Oh, I'm trying to think because we're waiting for season three to air. So two. Yeah. I would say things get brighter in season two for a couple of characters. I would say for the daughter, like because he shifts, he shifts his favoritism and who he's anointing the chosen one. You know, so season two is more about the daughter, and I like her, so that was good. I'm not a huge fan of her when she wanted to cheat on her. Oh yeah, their marriage is so fucked up. Like, there's literally nothing in this show. Like, there's nobody who's morally redeeming except maybe the cousin who like works with. That's and that's the thing. Like, and and he's like he's catching on that he works with like like, everybody's so awful and like they're all awful. No, yeah, that's the point. I like a positive arc. I like to see somebody go Um, from being awful to being good. Well, what you're gonna see is. 
because uh, I feel like the dad is the most awful of all the awful characters. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. So like, they're it's all really, and he's like king of the terrible. Right. So, like, it's really about the kids getting one on dad. That's the Which, fun. I never feel sorry for the dad. Like, anything no. bad ever happens to him, I'm like, good. And I, I would it. say, like, one of the children presents as this really bleak arc. And you're like, wow, he's like really like falling into like this dark hole. And he's you mean big... Kendall? Yeah, but there's another side that's happening that you don't know about, and it's awesome. And you find out about it at the end of the season. At the end of season two, two, and you're what? like, yeah, bitch, yeah. So right now, like with all of them being fairly terrible, like the only one I like kind of like is is roman yeah roman's good you can like roman because like he's, he's terrible honest. but like he's like i'm here for a good time not a long time right? roman is the only one who's honest about who he is yeah like, he acknowledges exactly. he's honest he acknowledges he ever that he's an awful person anything else right he's an awful person and i'm not trying to be anything other than awful yeah, which uh, I, I, I can respect is, that yeah i do like there, yeah again this is a low bar the daughter is very calculating i think she presents herself as i don't know i she's she's tricky i think she she's way more calculating but she's also got a softer underbelly that you kind of find out she's a little bit more she's not as tough as she presents is what i it's been a while since i watched season two but as i'm remembering but they really snow you with kendall they really snow you with kendall in season two like okay, I'm, Kendall I'm, gets I'm, into some shit. I'm excited. Like, oh my god, what are you gonna do? So, what Kendall does to get out of this, it's kind of spectacular, and it's Machiavellian in its nature. And then it's like, like what he does, his father is gonna have to respect him for it. Like Kendall's the only one that kind of reaches that he's just as bad as dad. That's really what they need to do. Each one of these children, like, so the who's gonna take over the company is someone who's not, if not worse, if who is just like their father, just as bad, if not worse. That's gonna be the kid to get the company. I just feel like, like, no, there's no redeeming characters. There's no morality. These are just awful people doing awful things to each other. But the awful things that they do to each other is kind of awesome. And you're just kind of waiting so to see like which one is going wretched. to be. I know they're terrible. Like it's it's really a commentary on like the the wealthy elite, how uh, how power hungry people can be. Um, just and like especially these children are completely fucked up because the father's completely fucked up. So it's like watching people who are fucked up try to have like a semblance of any kind of normal life is impossible. The whole <laughs> thing where they went to um, Connor's place in the desert to have like the family. Oh yeah, therapy thing. Yeah, that was hysterical. Well. Like, yeah, that's Schadenfreude. That... I think I think I find Succession more funny than I do taking it like seriously. Especially like with Roman, it's almost impossible. Like the stuff that they do is to me fairly hilarious. But yeah, I would say hang in there for season two. They swear so much. They do it's swear so much, but other, so do I. And, and you other still love people, me. and it's just like, how do you do business swearing at people like that? 
Well, that seems to be the thing with business is that they seem to, at that level, they seem to be okay with the F word. So, Christ almighty. I'm not a prude, but I'm like, watch this. I'm like, my God, could you really? But also, it? like, if it ain't your jam, it ain't your jam. Like, that's totally okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but like, no, no there's no, if you're like, if you're character. waiting for this one redeeming character to pop up, that's not going to happen. Damn. It's just, it's just the kids being terrible and their father being more terrible. And we're just waiting for one of the kids to out terrible the father. We're, we're, I'm waiting for somebody to kill the goddamn guy. Well, he's so bad. Here's the thing. He's so terrible. He's so awful. But you want to see the kids get him. Like, yeah, 100%. it means that, yeah, you're like, I'm cool with these children being terrible people if it means that the dad goes down. As long as they're being terrible to the dad and not like each other or other people. It's going to feel very bleak and hopeless in season two, but then some shit goes down and you're like, yeah, baby. That's why everyone's so excited for season three because it's like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Because it it turns the show on its head. All right. So hang in there. It's a little bleaker in season two, especially with Kendall, but it's got a point to it. It's got a point. Because Kendall did a, a no-no in the season one finale. Yeah, Kendall does more no-nos in season two. Oh, dear. Same same sort of no-nos? Or? Yeah, Kendall's a real fucking mess. So it, it gets bad with Kendall. Um, oh, dear. It gets so bad that Kendall gets scared and goes running to daddy. Well, he went running. Well, he didn't run to him. I'm just thinking about the way the season one ended. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think it happens. I Yeah. It might be, you might have seen what happened in season one. I can't remember if one more thing happens in season two or not. The, the, the guy that he was in the car with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was season one. Okay. That so was the, the season one finale. Okay. Yeah. So and now, like, yeah. Dad is like, go get on a plane. We'll cover your tracks. Blah, blah, yep. blah. Yeah. Daddy comes in for the rescue. So, like, season two. And I'm two, like, why would you come in for his rescue? He just tried well, to do a hospital. He comes into his here. rescue because now the dad has something on him. Oh, so he can hell. control Kendall. What a pain in the ass. Like, he's yeah. like, oh, I'm a good dad. No, you're not. You're no, you're shit. terrible. He's completely using this against him. Oh. And Kendall is just, like, resigned to this being his fate. Like, he tried to beat him. He couldn't do it. He ended up killing a dude while trying to be dad. He just kind of, like, resigns himself to being, like, his dad's right-hand man. And, like, because his dad saved his ass, he's like, dad's like Jesus now. So you've got to like hang in there with Kendall. It's rough in season two, but I would say Roman takes a bigger step onto the area and he's just hysterical. And then it's really about the daughter, I think in season two, like giving her, giving her a shot at the, at the crown here. So. Cause she didn't seem very interested in it in season one. She gets interested in season two. Okay. Okay. So I think there's some stuff that goes down with the politics. Like what stuff. the dad did when the when the son tried to do the thing, like declaring him incompetent. Yeah. Like what he did with that meeting. I know. I was just like, you are the worst man in the He's, history of like. Men. If there's anybody who's gonna burn in hell, it's that dude. Like confidently, will burn in hell. He's really terrible. I also have a real big issue with the with the mother because she kind of just abandoned the kids to this awful person. I mean, fair, but also I would have too. Because like, I would at least take the kids with me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that wasn't part I of could, the check. But could you try to get kids away from that monster? No. I guess. 
I'm excited. I'm excited for you to see season two, and then I'm very excited for season three to start. Okay, well, I'm going to be watching season two, and then you're okay. going to watch Midnight Mass. Okay, we can cross-text. Yeah. Yay! Okay, guys, I got to finish up some work. Work, boo. I know. This is what happens when you're out two days. You got to finish work on Fridays. Lissai. Lissai. Well, right. thanks for the chat, Jen. Yeah, it's always fun. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 this week be sure to listen next week subscribe to watch over on itunes or google play and look us up on twitter and tumblr bye, bye.